Noah's window. I'm really enjoying being in the book of Daniel. We're reading through that in our morning devotions. And still in chapter 6, um, you know, the accusation against Daniel was that he prayed. Yeah. And I think it's interesting if you look down in uh, verse 10 and in verse 11, it kind of gives us the components of his prayer. Um, and I, you know, sometimes when we're talking uh, to people that are looking for help, uh, sometimes I think a question that comes up is, is you know, how do I pray? Mm -hmm. What do I pray yeah. about? And you think of Daniel. Now, he's been uh, commanded not to pray, first right. of all. Right. Um, but he goes ahead and prays. But we're given some insight into his prayer in verse uh, 10. Uh, and I hope you'll get your Bible out and read this whole passage, but I'm just going to jump in and give you parts of it. But it said he prayed there three times a day as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. So one component of his prayer was to give thanks to his God. But if you go on, it says, Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. So the two things we see there is he was being thankful to God and he was asking for God's help. Well, the preacher in me sees so much here, and, and if I'm not careful, I'll preach a whole sermon on Noah's window and take too much time, but it is just a fantastic story. If you grew up in church as I did and Mary Alice mm -hmm. did, we know the story is Daniel and the lion's den. Uh, this again is late in Daniel's life. If you were with us yesterday, uh, I said he could have been as young as 70 and as old as 90. He's been in captivity for a long time. First to the Babylonians, he rose to the top. Now the Medes and Persians take over the Babylonians and Daniel's back at the top. And at this point, Darius wants to put Daniel as the, at the top of the kingdom. He wants to put Daniel where Joseph was in Egypt, you know, at the top. But some guys are envious of Daniel, and they decide that they want to sink him. And they try, like you talked about yesterday, they try, first of all, to find some kind of problem in his administrative work. His character was just... His character was so impeccable, they couldn't find anything wrong in that. So they'd said, and this is interesting, and I think people say this today, who hate God, hate his, hate his children. They said, if we're going to find anything wrong with this guy, it's going to be the way he worships his God. So they see he's a praying guy. So they go to Darius. Of course, they don't tell Darius they're there about Daniel. Actually, and they even lied to Darius because they, they said, we're yeah. all in agreement. We're all but in remember, agreement, yeah. Daniel was part of that group. And, and Darius is a military guy. He's, yeah. he's not into this kind of thing, at least mm -hmm. at this point. And they're saying, we just think that maybe there's too much rebellion in the kingdom and it may come down to religion. So why don't we just pass this law that says... If you pray to any anybody except the king, you're going to get thrown in a den of lions and for 30 days. And the Medes and Persians had a law that once the law was written, signed by the king, not even the king could revoke it. So that's how they were planning to kill Daniel. And But that takes us to our story. And again, the things that jump out of the page to me was the Bible says when Daniel knew that this law was signed, he went to his house and he prayed like he always did. That, even since I've been a child, that amazes me. In other words, the circumstances did not change what he did. Prayer was who he was. Mm -hmm. And you've always said, don't let them change who you are. That's right. Don't let them change who you are. So, Dan, so Daniel prays. And I, you know, I don't want to be sacrilegious about this, but Daniel like, is not a young man now. And he's got to think, this is not my first rodeo. I've been threatened before. You know, Nebuchadnezzar was going to kill all the, the wise men in chapter one. You know, uh, we think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were threatened to be thrown into the fire furnace. So Daniel was like, this isn't the first time this has happened before. And I stayed with God in the past and he brought me out. I'm not going to quit on him now. That's a lesson within itself, mm -hmm. you know. But Mary Alice, the one that gets to me is what you read at the beginning when you said there were two elements to his prayer. He thanked the Lord and he asked for help. Now, 
It's one thing for me to thank the Lord on a good day. It would be something else to thank the Lord when you're staring at a lion's den. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I, it's just such a great example to apply to this day and time because we're under threat, are we not? Yeah. We're being threatened every day um, to back off of the truth of God's word, even even in Christianity, even even within the ranks of those who profess to be preachers and teachers. They're telling us to back down from what the Bible teaches. And so we're under threat. And, and, the, and the threats are not dissimilar, really. No, they're very similar. I mean, they're not as... They're not as dramatic as being thrown into a lion's den. But today we're told you can't even say certain things that God says or else you're a hater. And well, it depends on how you define the lion's den. You know, yeah. of course, the cancel culture, if you yeah. if you cross the line with them, they want to wipe your, you know, get rid of you. I think they would kill us if they could yeah. Yeah. and remove our name from everything and remove our influence for sure. So they, well, and, and in places in the world today, such as China and, 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 and um, Muslim Africa, you know, places in the world where there are Christ followers who are they are being they are tortured being and killed and, and, and imprisoned, yeah. and this is true. And um, so, although we're not to that point yet here, but it, it we're headed that direction. And clearly, there are brothers and sisters in Christ that are suffering real persecution, imprisonment, torture, and death around the world. It does make me think about the rapture because the Bible tells us in Second Thessalonians that the Holy Spirit is going to be withdrawn. That's what I think begins the tribulation period. So it's as if God's saying, you don't want me, then I'll step away. And you don't like my children, I'll take them out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. If you're a cross follower and you're struggling with the persecution that's around you, first thing to learn from Daniel is continue to get on your knees and pray. This is a real challenge for me. I really need this today because when I get under threat or just something that I think is going to go wrong or could go wrong, I instantly want to go to crying out to God to help. Mm -hmm. But I often forget to thank God. And mm -hmm. I think that's God's way of reminding us. He's so big. Whatever's scaring us doesn't scare him. But we, we're to remember the goodness of God even when we're in trouble. And, you know, sometimes I, I just want to stop and be thankful for God for being God. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, he is bigger than any enemy that we face. Well, just think about if we didn't have him, we wouldn't know how these circumstances are going to pan out. I think I would lose my mind if I looked at the world today and didn't know the promises of God. Right. You know, Bible prophecy and how this is going to end. So it's really critical. I think Daniel teaches us when he's kneeling down to pray, staring at the lion's den, and he knows that law can't be changed. He knows the king loves him, but the king's been hoodwinked. Mm -hmm. uh, but before Daniel asks for help, which he does, he thanks God thanks for God. all the goodness in his life. And those are two things we can all do. We can thank God and we can ask for God's help. Mm -hmm. and, and I hope that that uh, speaks to your heart today as it spoke to my heart um, in, in remembering to pray every day. Uh, to remember to be thankful and to uh, go to God for help. He cares. Here's the thing. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter to go to God for help if we didn't realize how much he loves us and he wants us to help. He wants to help us. And so I'm, I'm thrilled that we have a God that cares enough that he wants us to, to call out to him. To you know, Stephen told me a story years ago. Uh, he loves to read stories. And so he, he's always giving me stories that he's read. But one of them is uh, a pastor I know, H.B. Charles. It's an African-American church predominantly. Uh, they had testimony meetings. <clears throat> and in the testimony meetings, people would get up and talk about what God had done in their life and they might even offer a prayer. But there was one lady who would have the same thing to say every time. She would say, oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. And then she'd sit down. And I mean, it was just like clockwork. And after a while, you know, she would do it and there'd be just like a little titter of laughter 
you know, going through the audience, you know, oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. So finally somebody asked her why she said the same thing every time. She said, well, I live in a very dangerous place and I see my little girl leave the house to walk for school. And she said, when I see her walk away, I think about all the threats that are out there and I just pray, oh Lord. And he said, she said, when, you get, when, she come, when I see her coming in in the evening, another day safe, I say, thank you, Jesus. You know, I've thought about that so many times. That is the Christian's prayer. Oh, Lord, you know, I'm in trouble, help, and thank you, Jesus. Mm. And that's a great way to just encapsulate what we just talked about with Daniel, those two components. Yeah. So as we're facing the day-to-day uh, with those two thoughts in my mind, we do need yeah. some word to Lord, we do thank you because we see your goodness in our life. We see your goodness in the land of the living. And we are thankful for so much, Lord. Uh, You've given us so many blessings and so many provisions, so many protections. You've gotten us out of trouble so many times. And you've protected us even in situations we didn't even know there was danger. So we do thank you and give you praise today. And Lord, we do pray for help because your arm is not shortened that it cannot rescue. The word of God tells us. And so, Lord, for all of us, on Noah's window, all your children throughout the world who need you. We just pray, God, that your mighty hand might touch and move and work in our lives and situations. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, the name above every name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining us here on Noah's window, and we'll look forward to seeing you here again tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.